0: Welcome to the Preserve Your Past podcast, where we'll explore all things related to the creative process of writing your stories for future generations. I'm your host, Melissa Ann Kitchen, author, teacher, speaker, and coach. I believe that your personal history is a priceless gift for family, friends, and generations to come. Whether you consider yourself a writer or not, we are discussing the topics that help with every step of the process how to mine for the juiciest story ideas or how to refine them into polished final drafts you'll be proud to share. Let's face it, sure, your stories can be overwhelming, but I've got you covered. We all have a lifetime of memories to share, so why not save yours to pass along? Let me help you leave your lasting legacy. Welcome back to another episode of the Preserve Your Past podcast, and today I am coming to you from location, uh, camping again in Searsport, Maine this time, and I'm actually having a lot of um, fun being able to find some quiet time and be rested and renewed to share this podcast with you, which comes near and dear to my heart after being uh, a child who came to Maine for most of her family vacation. So it's nice to be up here as I talk about storytelling and memories. Today's topic is going to be a uh, an extra piece of last podcast that we did, number 10, that was entitled We All Can Be Storytellers. So last episode, we talked about the variety of people who should be writing their stories. And spoiler alert, if you have not listened to it yet, everybody should be preserving their past by writing their stories. And I give some categories of persons and a little brief intro on the kinds of stories that those people could be writing. But today we're going to take it a bit further and and the next few podcasts, I'll be sharing ideas for each of those types of writers that I mentioned in that episode number 10. So for today, we're going to be looking at the types of stories that parents can write and share throughout their their lifetime as a parent, right? We have different different stages of parenting. And so whether you are a new parent of an infant or older parent of adults, we're going to look at why you can begin writing stories at any of those times, and what are some ideas for where to begin with those times. Remember the options are endless, so this is by no means a full list, but I'd rather want you to think when I share things in the podcast or my blog or even when I'm doing workshops that I'm really trying to inspire you to begin your own stories, whatever topics you feel are important to you. So think of these as inspiration to get started. So the first stage of parenting we're going to talk about is new parents. Now, the purpose of writing stories as a new parent is to record a child's rapid growth. Maybe you're writing about the changes, any special moments that you want to celebrate and remember from their infancy or or young childhood. And even you could be reflecting your or rather writing about your reflections of the life that you would like to pass along when they're older so that they can see what it was like for them. I think the outcome of stories at this time are that your children will then learn about beginning of their life, know more about themselves and the world they were born into, all by having a glimpse back at the person that you were when it was all happening, because they'll have those stories in your language in your perspective, and feel free to share your reflections on where you were at as you write these stories. So here's a few topics that I would suggest as inspiration for new parents when they begin writing their stories. Thinking about babies first. Kind of an expanded baby book. What were the first steps they took? What were all of those, those beginning stages of life? Describe maybe the world they were born into. What was going on in the news or current events? Where were you living at the time? Who were their most important people that they were surrounded by? Um, What was life like that you lived in at that time? Also, great stories for new parents are to share the story of a child's name, the history behind the name. Uh, This was actually a great discussion on one of my writer groups because I had been writing a short story about my son Curtis's name. And it brings me back because he was actually not going to be Curtis. And honestly, both of my boys were named something different for the nine months of their birth, uh, or sorry, nine months of their pregnancy before their birth. And each of them ended up with a new name, right before they were born so Curtis's name was supposed to be Sebastian and I I guess being in the early 90s or or actually the middle 90s it was when the Little Mermaid had first come out on Disney and so Sebastian was one of those main characters but it was actually a name that I had liked since I was little even before that movie Um, the funny part about that is we had called him Sebastian like that was an early one that we had decided on and at the time we were living uh, in Las Vegas and our family was all in Massachusetts and my husband's grandmother was still living and we are part of a big family on both sides but she would call write every time we spoke to her she had several other names that she wanted us to consider instead of uh, Sebastian. She did not like Sebastian at all. She was worried that the nicknames would not be, would be offensive. Um, I won't even get into what those are because I have marked this as a clean podcast, Uh, but they were just nicknames that she didn't like. She just really didn't like the name. So she had constantly been offering us new names and at the end, when we were kind of getting closer to him being born, literally, maybe even like the week before he was going to be born, we knew um, as New Englanders living in Las Vegas, we had been watching the Patriots. Uh, they were getting better that year. Our son was born in 97. So they were getting better that year um, in 96. And we started following uh, Curtis Martin was one of my favorite players, number 28, one of my one of my favorite numbers, one of my favorite players. And my husband just said to me one day, Hey, what about Curtis? And we both fell in love with it. We um, were like, started t- testing that out on family, and everyone loved that a lot more. Uh, we were trying to decide on middle names, and both of our boys are named for grandfathers. And um, family names on either side and he was originally going to be the name that our second son got which was Grant and Grant that our son Benjamin has was my father's middle name my grandfather's name my great-grandfather's middle name it goes back several generations that's that the uh, the men in the Schumann family had that as their middle name um, or their first name so we Decided actually to wait on the grant for our next son, hoping that we may have one. Um, but at the time, we went with Joseph because of the timing of Curtis, and he actually. W- so my my father in law is a Joseph after his father. Um, he's a his middle name is Joseph. His father was Joseph, and we thought how cool that our. My husband's grandfather would have been the was the exact same age when my husband was born that our um, his dad was when our son was born. And so it just was like timing wise, he became Curtis Joseph and we thought that was really cool. So there are stories of names that you can um, write about another idea is the story of their birth now this is something that with them as a mom of two boys maybe my sons don't want the nitty-gritty but i do think um it is an interesting story to record even if just for you or um for future especially with maybe with daughters to see how was the birth that they might you know be having similar types of births every birth is individual Um, so really thinking about that is it depends on on your top you know what you're writing for if it's for you if it's for when they're older or whatnot the next group of parents after the parents uh new parents i should say the second group is school-aged parents The purpose to writing for the school-aged parents is that your children are starting to understand, finally, that there is a world around them and that there actually was a life lived before them. And I talked about this in one of my other episodes, that I remembered the moment when it listening to family stories that I was like, oh, (laughs) there was a lot that happened before I came into this world. It doesn't all just revolve around me. And I think that's the neat part of school age is that you can teach the lessons, values, and life skills through stories. You can begin to connect more deeply, but you can also show them how they fit in to what was lived before them. What are the outcome at this time? Well, these stories might also build stronger literacy skills. So you might even write them at the level of their reading level at this time. They also um, help with deeper understanding of themselves, and again, that they can see they're something, they're part of something bigger, a bigger world, and and a bigger family history. Some topics that you could write about as a school-aged parent are a timeline of the family, So you could write about previous generations, the life that was lived before the children came, and even where they fit into that timeline, um, showing how they're interconnected to those other persons and the other items that happened in your life and in your family's life. Uh, At this time, you could begin writing about important people in their life and being able to record that. Maybe they're helping you write the stories at this time. You can then write stories from your childhood and memories from the age that your children are now also and have them see what life looked like from your eyes when you were their age. And that's a really fun way for them to see that you also were in their shoes when when they were younger and that's kind of a theme no matter what the age um, once children get to that school age and then later on is it's really important and really cool for our children whether they're school aged or young adults or, or older adults to see stories uh, from the that we can write about our experiences when we were their age next we have parents of young adults and the purpose for parents of young adults to write is that this is a time where we can connect more deeply. We can start passing along even more life lessons that are more of them being independent in the world. And now they're they're more mature. You can even pass along lessons and experiences that are a little more complex or maybe uh, that you wanted to be able to discuss more deeply with them. And now they'll have a deeper understanding for that. The outcome at this age is that they're going to realize that they're not alone in the world and be able to learn from family lessons and experiences, from your lessons and experiences. They'll have a stronger understanding and respect for the previous generations and to see that they're one piece of of the world and be able to to understand that better some topics for young adults are sharing your own experiences navigating the world at that age i mean that is a tough time in lives to to be go leaving your own home and going out into the bigger world and so sharing your own experiences is a bit of a um, way of expressing you know what it looked like for you for them to get to know you better, but also for them to see that um, no matter when it happens within um, history, it's going to be similar themes and stories navigating the world for the first time as a young adult. You could also write about your lessons learned as you went through those ages and even maybe even think about a how-to manual that they could have forever. What are some items that you could pass along to them in a manual form as they go out into the real world? Or how, as young adults starting their first home or their family, what are some how-to's that you could pass along? This could include recipes and stories behind recipes, but it can also be even more life lessons and um, things that they will need as they go out into the world. Again, um, they're getting older and more mature. I mentioned this. So what are some topics that you would not have shared when they were younger that you want them to know about you or that you want them to know about themselves or the world? This is a time where we can start becoming more honest and more um, mature in the topics that we're sharing with our children and as they navigate out into the real world, I think honesty and less censorship in our stories becomes um, freeing for us to be able to share what life was like for us or is like for us. The next group of parents is grown adults. Now the purpose of telling stories from a grown adults is that now you truly are preserving the past as you become older. So as you're older, you're realizing clocks ticking, You want to be able to take that information in your life, you are the one connecting that present, them, with the past, the previous generations that you may know more closely because you're the one who has that connection to those um, different generations. And another purpose is to reflect back on your own life while you're able to pass that along. The outcome is that your children will learn more information maybe you only know. So you're gonna be leaving a legacy through your stories and bridging your past, which is your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents. Those stories that, again, maybe you are the only one or your generation is the only one that still wit- you know that lived it and witnessed it and has the information for those previous generations and you're going to link that with the present and future generations so that your children your nieces your nephews your grandchildren all of that will have that information that maybe didn't get passed down directly um, from grandparents or great-grandparents to them so some topics for grown adults are stories that would be lost if you did not share them now, right? That's a main thing. What is it that you have within you that if you don't share about your parents or your their your grandparents, your great-grandparents, those are going to be lost. And then also your own stories. This comes to a point where when I talk with people that are studying their ancestry and doing research for genealogy, I often will say as much as that's important and we can talk about how to record those stories and pass along those stories, the the perspective that's important to begin with is you. Your stories are going to be lost if you don't share them. So starting with you and writing as much down of yours will help future generations that are gonna be doing some of that research on ancestry or, or looking into their genealogy. Another topic that uh, grown adults could write about is milestones of their own life. So what are things that happen in your life that you want your children to know about or you want remembered? What are some memories of your parents and grandparents? I, I alluded to that before, but you have those specifics. And so what are some stories about those previous generations that you can write about? And what are the lessons that you've learned and reflections of your life that you're na- now able to kind of have a broader perspective to look back on. And finally, I really like this one for all ages. So this can start from the infancy or if you have young children or young adults or grown adults. But I think, and a really important stories to write are about what you appreciate and respect about your children and about the people who they are at that time so if you're writing about infants what were their characteristics like what what could you see in them what personality traits could you see at that time and then again during childhood and early adulthood and especially in grown adults what do you appreciate and respect about who they have become what a gift a parent could give a child than a reflection of respect and appreciation and observation, right? Of, Of the gift for your children of being seen, them knowing and appreciating that you can see them and who they are in a unique way that maybe others do not see them or take the time to see them. So, like I said, today we were going to look at stories that parents can write for their children um, this was one piece that takes our last episode 10 and breaks it down to one focus group so today we looked at stories that new parents could write stories that school aged parents could share that grown adult parents of grown adults could share and also parents of young adults uh so there is a variety right of depending on the the age of our children or our nieces and nephews or the that that generation you're writing for of what could be in those stories and i'd love to hear more of what you would write about or what life le- uh, stage you're in and what those topics might be so please always um head over to uh, www.melissaannkitchen.com and share some of your ideas. Message me at melissa at melissaannkitchen.com. That's my email address. Please like and share this podcast, especially with fellow parents of whatever age your children are. Um, That's how we get more visible so that more people can discover this podcast and as always please here's to writing your personal powerful stories talk to you next time wasn't that a fun episode i enjoyed our conversation so much and if you would like to continue our conversation be sure to follow this podcast and share with friends this helps share the mission of preserving the past with stories Want more tips, tools, and inspiration? Head over to MelissaAnnKitchen.com. And as always, let's get writing your powerful personal stories.